Good evening. Thank you for joining. This week's shear was dedicated by Yisrael and Eti Bistamsky. This is in honor of Mrs. Bistamsky, Eti Bistamsky's mother's yard site that is on Lag Boimer coming up. Coming up this Thursday, Wednesday night. Shoshavita Basrabitzak Arye Allah Hashalom. Mary Nisham have a great aliyah to the greatest of heights. She channel a lot, a lot, a lot of brachis for only good, mazel bracha, and only, only great things. A lot of atzlacha and gebench. The family should be gebenched with all good in the spiritual and in the physical. She also added another dedication. Oh, here it is. That's what I have to read inside. I have to make sure to say it the way she wrote it. Dedication for Rabbi Wolf, who has the courage to go above and beyond and speak the truth according to Torah and Hasidus. Ah, I like that. May we all merit to greet Mashiach in our days now. Amen. Okay, I'm trying to say the truth all the time. And um, I need the Abish to, to, to bail me out and make sure that uh, when I'm saying the whole time that Mashiach is coming, is really happening. Okay. May this, may this dedication uh, uh, affect what needs to affect. Okay, today we have an exciting class. Lately I have my board behind me. Um, that means that we're going to have fun tonight. Um, and this is the idea. This week is... This week is going to be, it was, yesterday was Pesach Sheni. First of all, everybody's invited. Everybody that's hearing and listening, come Wednesday night. It's going to be a super Lagboimer celebration like you've never seen before in your life. Here, it's not going to be here at mine. It's going to be at Western Kosher Pizza, um, 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 uh, Supermarket. Western Kosher on Pico, past La Brea, uh, in the parking lot starting at 8.30. Uh, incredible fire, a live band. Some really good music, some incredible dancing. The simcha is going to be spectacular, and the uh, a lot of almost free food, almost free, and uh, we're going to have a great time. It's going to be very special. Reb Shimon Bar Yochai is invited, and he's going to shine his light over there. So everybody, please come and receive baruches without an end. Okay. Now that we've done that, we will go back now to the. Um, to the class. So, w- this week we celebrated two Yamim Toivim. One was Pesach Sheni, and the other one is Lag Bomer. So I'd like to talk about today is both these holidays. They both come out on the same week of Sphira. They both come out on the Sphira of, in the week of Hod, in the fifth week of Sphira, which Kabbalistically is associated with Hod. What we're going to do today is that being that it's a very mystical week, we celebrate Lag Bomer, which is connected to Rav Shimon Bayachai, the author of the Zohar, I'd like to indulge myself and um, whoever else enjoys these mystical teachings uh, into some really, really cool information about the higher dynamics, spiritual dynamics of this of these two holidays, primarily Lag Boimer. It, 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 it's uh, most appropriate at Lag Boimer, which when we're come, when we're celebrating the secrets of the Torah. We should talk some secrets. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe's father, last week's class, 
If you didn't listen to it, I recommend listening to last week's class. It's called God's Soiled Clothing, Parshas Emor. I based the class on a teaching, a pirush on the Zohar from this great and saintly tzaddik, master Kabbalist, Rebbe Levi Yitzchak. And today I'm going to again um, try to uh, um, share with you some thoughts, uh, Kabbalistic ideas, mystical ideas, relating uh, primarily to Lagba Omer, but a little bit also to Pesach Sheni. So here we go. Um, he points out that both Pesach Sheni and Lagba Omer, as I mentioned earlier, both come out in the fifth week of Svira, called, uh, in the attribute of Hod. Um, you know, there are five, seven, seven spherot, seven attributes, uh, emotional attributes, which are the source of the seven days of creation and of everything in this world, and of make up the inner emotional psyche of the human being. And this emotional uh, range needs to have a tikkun. Well, last week we spoke about the shvira sakelem, about the shattering of the vessels, where there's a lot of brokenness in existence, and that brokenness needs to be fixed. The brokenness of, in creation is primarily in the emotions. That's why we find that, you know, we look at ourselves, it could be that we have good, good ideals, ideologically, philosophically, in our mind we know the right way to live, what's healthy, what's good, what's correct, both physically, spiritually, but yet we have a hard time translating that into day-to-day, everyday life, because our emotions aren't always perfectly synchronized with our mind. Our emotions could be a mess. And the period of time of the seven-week period between Pesach and Shavuos is a time when we work on rectifying our emotions. Each week is corresponding to the energy, spiritually above, of one of those spherot that are now calling for rectification. Up there they're rectified, but down here in our realm it's not rectified, and we need to rectify it so that we can allow ourselves to be perfectly synchronized with the seven divine emotions. So this week, um, we work on the attribute of Hod, which means submission. Now in Hod, the, the, we, the two holidays that we have, is on the first day of Hod, we had Pesach Sheni, which we commemorated yesterday, which brief, Pesach Sheni is a situation that happened in the, in the desert to a Jews that found themselves being defiled, and they could not participate in bringing the first the, the Paschal Lamb, the Carbon Pesach, at the right time, on the 14th day of the month of Nisan, when they were supposed to bring it, because they were impure. And then they came to Moshe and said, it's not fair that we can't be part. This is one year after the Jews left Egypt. It's the first time they were going to do the Carbon Pesach, as, not in Egypt, but as a commemoration of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. They couldn't participate. They cried out to Moshe, they want to be part of it. And then God sp- speaks to Hashem, and Hashem... And Hashem um, listens and accepts, and He opens up a new pass, passageway for them. That in the 14th day of the month of Er, which is the second month, which really doesn't have any relationship to, to Pesach, yet God opens up a new channel that we can bring a Karban Pesach on those that were for because of a situation that they were not able to bring the first Pesach whether they were at a far distance or whether they were uh, impure, they can bring the carbon Pesach a month later on the 14th of the year. So that was yesterday. And uh, then, that's Pesach Sheni. The next holiday is going to be Lagba Omer, which comes out 
on Hod Shabahod, on the fifth day of the month, this week Thursday. This year everything is perfect because the Sphira week corresponds to the regular week. Sunday is always the first day, Monday is the second day. So the cosmos are really good, well aligned. It's perfect. We're, we're living in a very special year this year. It's a, the, the, the cosmos, the, the, the Jewish calendar is perfectly synchronized with the natural calendar, so to speak. And uh, so on Thursday, which is Hod, it's the fifth day, is Hod Shebahod. So Pesach Sheni is Chesed Shebahod, the first day of the kindness of Hod. And Lagba Omer is Hod Shebahod. And that's now, Hod Shebahod is considered the end of the week. Even though Thursday is not the end of the week, you still have Friday and Shabbos. But um, as we discussed in many classes, the primary attributes, the primary emotions are only five emotions. Chesed, Gevurah, Teferes, Netzachod, translated as kindness, might, or, or um, uh, strength. Uh, teferes, which means beauty and harmony. And Netzach, which means victory and perseverance. And Hod, which is glory and submission. Those are the five primary emotional attributes. Yisod and Malchus are just a... Uh, Malchus is a recipient. Malchus is the, the vessel. Malchus is primarily the vessel or the means of expression, the power to communicate the emotions. That's the idea of Malchus. And Yisod is the funnel that combines all the emotions and channels it into Malchus. So therefore Yisod and Malchus are not so much of an independent attribute on their own. So therefore there's primarily only five attributes. So therefore Chesed Shebehod is the first day of the Hod week, and Hod Shebehod is the end of the Hod week. And both of them are celebrated with these two beautiful holidays of Pesach Sheni and Lag Bomer. So we need to understand the connection between the two. How do they connect to each other? So the idea is as follows. It's interesting. Both Pesach Sheni and Lag Bomer come to rectify death. And that's already great. They both come to fix death. Which means that they must be rooted in a very strong level of tikkun, rectification. Because death comes from the brokenness that we spoke about earlier. There is shattering in the world, there's brokenness in the world, and broken causes death. Um, so both these holidays come to rectify the idea of Misa, of death. It's just that between both of them, they both have a relationship to this rectifying of death. Where do we see them in these two holidays? Is that in the holiday of Where do we see it in these two holidays? It is seen by um, the Yom Tov of Pesach Sheni comes to deal with people who were contaminated with a dead body. That's why they couldn't bring the first Pesach. They, these were people that came into into, into um, contact with a dead body. So they were defiled. They had a contaminate. They couldn't bring the carbon Pesach. So it's coming to resolve and enable these people as well to bring the carbon Pesach. So it comes to, it comes to fix and to rectify, give an Eitzah, give a Tikkun to people that are impacted by death. Um, Lagba Omer is very clearly connected to the rectification of death because what happened on Lagba Omer 
in addition to Reb Shimon Bar Yochai's yurtzeit, is that the students of Rabbi Akiva stopped dying. That means initially there was a plague, for whatever reason, it was during this time of the Sfirah Omer. during this time there was a plague, and the students of Rabbi Akiva passed away, 24,000 of them, and the plague was over on Lag Bomer. So you see that Lag Bomer comes to do a rectification on death. It is for that reason that you see both of them, Pesach Sheni and Lag Bomer, are connected to death, to fixing death. And that's why Lag but Lag Bomer is greater than Pesach Sheni. Because Pesach Sheni only gives a tikkun for those who came into, into contact with death. It's almost like paraduma that kind of removes the tuma. It removes your, your impurity, your defilement. But it doesn't heal death itself. Lagba Omer puts an end to death. It calls the end that the student of Bekiva should stop dying. It means it comes to put an end to death. Connected more to what it says in the, in the Navi, it speaks about the future when Mashiach will come. Bala hamaves lanetzach. That death is going to be removed forever. And God is going to remove away tears. So Lagba Omer is the beginning, is related to that future time when there won't be any death anymore. It's connected to the true tree of life, of eternal living. Which is really the tree of life, or the secrets of the Torah that Reb Shimon Bar Yochai revealed. It's through the, the tree of life, through the Zohar and the like, and today's days through Hasidus, that we connect ourselves to eternal life where there's no death anymore, which is the future. Now we find that both Lagba Omer and um, Lagba Omer and um, just give me a second over here. We find that both let's see where this was Lagba Omer and Pesach Sheni their, connect, their relationship to each other second what's this Um, both these days are connected to hearing. Which we find in the Pasuk that hearing is a tikkun on death. There's a Pasuk that says, Hatu um, Oznechem in Yeshaya and Isaiah. It says, "Hatu aznachem, bend your ears, ulchu elai, and walk and go to me. Shimu, listen, utchi nafshechem, and you will be, and you will, and you will be resurrected. You will, your souls will become alive. So we see that shmiya, listening, is is for some reason, hearing, is related to life." Shimu, listen, utchinachem, and you will be enlivened. So we see that both these two these holidays, Pesach Sheni and Lagba Omer, have a relationship to the idea of hearing. Why? By um, when the people came to Moshe Rabbeinu by Pesach Sheni, and they complained that they didn't. And they complain that uh, they can't bring the carbon Pesach. 
So Moshe says to them as follows, Imdu, stand by, the Eshma'ah, and I will listen to what God will say. So you guys wait here, I'll go check in with God. I will listen. So the idea of Shmia, of listening, is mentioned by Pesach Sheni, by the second Pesach. And again, through the listening, he's going to get the resolution of how, how to resolve their death problem. They were contaminated by death through listening. He was going to get advice from Hashem, which is Pesach Sheni. It came to him through listening. As he tells them, I will listen. The Eshma, I will hear what God says, and I will bring you the rectification. Like it says in the Pasuk. Shimu, shimu listen, Lagba Omer is also connected to listening because the Tana, the great person that we celebrate on Lagba Omer, his name is Rabbi Shimon. And Shimon comes from the word Shmia to listen. And that's why he is the one who brings eternal life. He's the one who does a tikkun on Misa on death. Rabbi Shimon by Yochai. Shmia, listening. Both these holidays are related to Shmiya to listening. Shimon, Imda'a the Eshma'a, stand and they will hear. They are both connected also to Rabbi Akiva, the Rebbe of Rabbi Shimon. Why are they connected to Rabbi Akiva? Well, Lagba Omer, simple. The students of Rabbi Akiva were the ones that were dying and then they stopped dying. And by the way, in the celebrations of Lag Baomer, there are songs that we sing in traditional. Most of them are songs of praise to Reb Shimon Bar Yochai. Beautiful songs, Bar Yochai and Vamartem Kol, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Many songs. Um, but there's also a song that is always sung, Amar Rabbi Akiva. Amar Rabbi Akiva, Shrechem Yisrael. And I was wondering why we also sing Rabbi Akiva. Simple connection is it's connected to Rabbi Akiva because the students died and they stopped dying. But Lagba Omer is connected both to Rabbi Shimon Yochai and to Rabbi Akiva. Pesach Sheni is also connected to Rabbi Akiva. Where do we see Rabbi Akiva by Pesach Sheni? The, the Mishnah asks, when it says by the, I think it's a Mishnah Masech Tzpsachim, when it says that when a person became where is it? Um, yeah, it's a Mishnah Masechtus Psachim Daftzadeh Gimel. The Mishnah asks, Eizuhu Derech Rechoika. Remember by Pesach Shein, we said, when is it that a person can't bring, he wasn't able to bring the Karban Pesach, either because he was Tameh, or he was far away. So the Mishnah says, what does it mean far from Yerushalayim or far from the base Amigdash that you can't, that you have a excuse that you couldn't bring the karma? So there's two opinions. Rabbi Akiva has one opinion. And who's the second opinion? Um, I'm not sure right now. Maybe Rabbi Eliezer. Uh, Rabbi Akiva's opinion is that if you're from a place called Modiim, Modiim, if you're anywhere from Modiim and closer, Modiim is 15 mil from Yerushalayim. Mil was a, not mile, mil, certain measurement. So if you're any in the area from Modiim and closer, you have no excuse not showing up for the Korban Pesach. If you are farther from Modiim, then you can claim 
uh, that you couldn't bring the carbon Pesach, and therefore you, you, you get your pass to do it the second Pesach. Um, the other opinion actually says five cubits away from the Azara. Even if you were just not in the courtyard of the Beis Hamikdash, you are five. If you entered within five cubits, <laughs> in t- close to the courtyard, then you then you lost your exemption. But if you were anywhere within five cubits, five cubits and farther, it's okay. If you didn't bring the first Pesach, you can bring the second one. We're not going to speak about the second opinion. Speak about the first opinion. It's Rabbi Akiva that's mentioned over there. And why he says Minahamodian, we're going to see soon. But you see, a second, Rabbi Akiva talks about Pesach Sheni. And Rabbi Akiva is associated with, um, with Lag Bomer. Okay? Now, if you notice during Davani, when we bench Sphira, when we say the blessing for counting of the Omer, of course I was lucky to get a siddur that I never use. Oh, see, Shem helps. Shouldn't complain. And I found the Sphira Omer. In this, uh, so every day when we say Sphira Omer, we, in addition to saying the blessing, we have in mind a certain Sphira that that day at night, and we say that we want do a tikkun in this pagam. But there's also two words associated every day with Sphira Omer. What are the two words? After Sphira Omer, we say. Two passages and one prayer. Two passages and one prayer. Actually, two prayers. One short prayer, Hashem Yachsalanu, return to us the service of the temple. That's a short prayer. Then we say two passages of uh, one is a prayer called Anavakoach. We say the prayer of Anavakoach. And the other one is Lam Natseach Beneginois Mizmar. Mizmar uh, Shir. I spoke about this two weeks ago, about Lam Natseach Beneginos, the Parshas Kedoshim Shir, the relationship of that to Sphira Omer. In any case, these two passages, Lam Natseach and Anavakoyach, are two passages. One is a Psalm 67, the other one is a special prayer made according to Kabbalah by Rabbi Nechunya Ben Akana. In any case, they both have. 49 words. Anavakoach has 49 words in it, and Lamatzeach Beneginois has 49 words. Each, each word corresponding to another day of Sphira. So the Arizal says that when you're counting, the, every day you should look in the Siddur and think the word that corresponds to that day. So, what are the words that correspond to Pesach Sheni? And what are the words that correspond to Lag Bomer? So we'll see that both of them have the same content. But the Lag Bomer word is a little stronger than the Pesach Sheni words. But it's the same content. So in Anavakoach, the word that corresponds to the, to the uh, Pesach Sheni, which Pesach Sheni is the... Which day of sphere is Pesach Sheni? Pesach Sheni is, um, hold on, the 29th day of Sphiris Omer. 29th day of Sphiris Omer is, so the words, the, the, the words that correspond is from Onovakoach, it's the word Chasin, Chasin Kadosh, 
Chassin means strong one, holy one. Kadosh is holy. Chassin means strong one. Um, that's the word. And in Psalm 67, in Lam Natseach, it's the word Tanchem. Tanchem Sela, you should lead them. So Tanchem means to lead. If you take these words together and you try to create, even though it's from two separate things, if you try to create meaning from just these two words coming from two different places, you have the word chasin tanchem, which means strong one, almighty one, lead them. Tanchem means lead them. So you put them together, it's chasin tanchem, almighty one, lead them. Okay? Those are the two words for Pesach Sheni. Now let's take a look at the two words for Lagba Omer. A few days later. Lagba Omer, of course, is the 33rd day of the Sphira. Hod Shebahod, as I said. And over here, the word in in in, in, um, in Koyach is the word Nahel. Nahel Adosecha. Lead, lead your, your flock. Edesecha. Lead your... Nahal. Or your... Uh, your uh, congregation, lead your congregation. The word in Anavakoach, not in Anavakoach, in the word in, in Lam Matseach, Mizmar Shir, which is uh, Psalm uh, 67, is the word Elokim. Bring it together, it's Elokim Nahel. Now, what does Elokim Nahel mean? Elokim means strong one. Because the reason why Elohim is called because the Almighty, Elohim Nile, God, Elohim Almighty One, lead them. So in both of them, the word is referring to a strong one, lead them. Same thing, same content. Why? Because both these days have the same idea. They're both coming to bring a tikkun on the idea of death. It's only what did we say earlier? That Lag Bomer is a notch higher than Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni is high, and Lag Bomer is even higher. Because as we said earlier, Lag Bomer fixes death completely. It stops the dying. Um, Pesach Sheni only gives a tikkun for those who became contaminated with death, how they should, how they should uh, be able to, to go on in life. So therefore, between the two, Chasin means strong one, but it's not as strong as Elohim. So it's strong, it's also referring to God. Strong one, but it's not one of Hashem's names. So therefore from between the two, Elohim is stronger than Chasin. The word Nahel, lead, is stronger than Tanchem, which also means to lead. And I don't know why, but that's what he says. Nahel, is a stronger leading than the Lashon of Yanchenu b'Magleit Tzedek. Yanchenu seems to be more of a calmer way of leading, not such a strong leadership. So the token of the two words are the same on, on, on both Lag Bomer and on Pesach Sheni. So now. Um, <clears throat> What is the secret of these two days in this tikkun of, of death? 
So we know, as I mentioned earlier, that death in its origins begins with the shattering of the vessels. And the shattering of the vessels took place in the world of Tohu. And as we discussed in last week's class, that there's two orders when God created the world. One was a very intense reality, where Hashem emanated very powerful lights, but the vessels were not able to receive it. It was done intentionally, and it caused the vessels to shatter. That's called the world of chaos. And then after that comes the world of Tikkun, where Hashem diminishes His energy, weakens the light. Hashem is not being an extremist. He doesn't allow his emotions to come out in an extreme, intolerating, where each emotion doesn't tolerate anything else. But rather it's tempered with God's intelligence, with, with mind, with reason. And therefore it creates a harmony and a blend. It fixes. Toh, the reason why it shattered, was because each one couldn't tolerate the other. Which, by the way, explains why during Sfirah to Omer, counting of the Omer, the students of Rabbi Akiva died. Who was the reason they died? It's because they didn't tolerate each other. They didn't, they didn't respect each other. And the reason they didn't respect each other was because each one was, was so sure that they're right, they were so extreme in their opinions, they didn't leave room for the other. So in other words, that's why they died, because that's where death comes from. Death comes from a world where attributes were very holy. They were all big tzaddik in these attributes. But they couldn't tolerate another opinion. They didn't have the ability, there was no harmony. So that's toyhu. Lagba Omer is when they stopped dying. Pesach Sheni is related to a tikkun in that. So you have to say that Pesach Sheni and Lagba Omer is related to the realms of tikkun. Which fix the shattering of the vessels of the world of toyhu. Now where in the Torah do we have the, the um, description of tohu, of the shattering of the vessels? So the Arizal points out that the story of the shattering of the vessels in the Torah happened in, primarily is described, it's hinted to right in the beginning of the Torah, tohu vavohu, the world was chaotic, second verse of the Torah. And it's hinted to, of course, in a few other places. But one of the main places where it's spoken of, literally, how, the, how these vessels shattered, is in the, is in the end of Parshas Vayishlach, when it talks about the empire of Edom. The kings who lived in Edom. And it says over there, before there were Jewish kings, there was the kings of Edom. And the Torah goes on to relate eight kings of Edom. And by each one of these kings, it says... This king became king, he ruled, and then he died. And then the next king took over, he ruled, and he died. And the next king took over, and he ruled, and he died. And so it goes on eight times to the eighth one. And the eighth one, it doesn't say that he died. So Kabbalah in the Arizal explains, and in those verses it's referring to, it's hinting to something extremely primordial that took place at the very, very, very onset of existence. The spiritual worlds of Tohu, where when it says this king ruled and he died, he's talking about the dying means the shattering of those vessels. These intense lights. That's why they ruled in the land of Edom. Edom means red. Redness comes from intensity. Like we spoke last week in the class, that Esav, who's a red, a redneck, Esav comes from that intense world. 
but he was such a mess because he couldn't facilitate that intense energy. So he collapsed and he fell and he needs a tikkun. Yaakov is the one to fix him. That's why these eight, Yaakov is from the world of tikkun and Yaakov fixes the world of Esau. Again, for all of this, listen to last week's class. Really, really worth listening to. How, how Yaakov comes to fix. So if you take a look at the Pesukim, what does the verse say? Over there? These are the kings who ruled in the land of Edom before there was Jewish kings. The Jewish kings are the second order. The order of Tikkun. Where there's balance. Where, the, where, the, where we can tolerate each other. Even though we're different, we can tolerate. We can, we can accept each other. It's that, it's that, it's that harmony. So if we can take a look now for a moment in the kings so there are seven kings that die. So Kabbalah say who are these seven kings that die? The seven spherot, the seven emotions. But not exactly. The last emotion, Malchus, doesn't die. The Malchus of the world of Tohu did not shatter. That did not. But which did shatter? Seven. Which seven? The six emotions, Chesed, Gevure, Teferes, Netzach, Hod, Yesod. The six emotions. And one atop of them, the Das. Das is still an intellectual faculty. It's the source of the Midot, the source of the emotions. And that's what died. So the Das of the world of Tohu collapsed with the six, with the six uh, emotions. So when we take a look at Parshas Vayishlach, who's the first king that dies in this process? The first king that dies, he corresponds to Das. And he's over here. This is in Vayishlach, Perek Lamed Vav, chapter 36, verse 31. And now verse 32. Who's the first king? Vayimloch be'edom bela ben ba'or. A fellow by the name of Bela, the son of Baor, the shame Eroy, and the same of his city was Dinhava. Tells us the name of his city. Now, by the way, the word Dinhava means Dinhava, bring judgments. Intense. The world of Tohu is a world full of Gvura. And therefore, his name, his city is Dinhava. He's already bringing Dinhava, bring judgments. The first king of Edom, Bela, Ben Baor, corresponds to Das. Of the unholy. Then he died, and the next king, the next king is already Yovav, the son of it, is the king of Chesed. The next king is Chusham, is the king of Gevura, and so on. Comes out that what's the root of death? The root of death begins with the first king who collapsed, because he's the first one who died. Death begins with this king dying, with the Shvira of Das. When Das shattered, the Das of Tohu, the knowledge of the world of Tohu shattered, whatever that means, that's where death begins. So the rectification of death, of death, in order to eradicate death, we have to fix the king, Bela. Bela ben Baor. He's the first king. That's why when it says Mashiach will come and there won't be any death anymore... Hold on to your seats. What does it say? Death has been eradicated forever. What's the word for eradicated? Bala. Because that's where death began, with the king Bela. So Bala knocks off the Bela. We fix with the Bala Hamaves that death will be removed forever. Right? 
We have to fix the das. When do we fix the das? That's why, and we said earlier, Pesach Sheni and Lagba Omer fix the world of das. That's broken. To fix death. That's why when we talk about Pesach Sheni, Rabbi Akiva says, what does it mean to be Derech Rechoka, to be far away? Where does Rabbi Akiva say what's called far? From the city of Modiim. Modiim means das. Modaot. Moda means to know. So the reason why it's from the city of Modiim is because Modiim is the idea of das. And that's where the tikkun needs to be in the das of tohu. That's, when you're, that's where the tikkun happens. So they're working, Pesach Sheini and Lag Baomer are working with. Now if you take the word, what did I say? What are the words that speak, correspond, that we're supposed to have in mind when we say the Sfira Omer for Pesach Sheini? Chasin, from Anavakoa, Chasin, strong one, Tanchem. Let's do the gematria of the word Tanchem. That's why I brought my little red pen over here. Because we want to fix the world of Tohu, I brought a red pen. Tanchem. Tanchem is tough, it's 400. Nun is 50. Ches is 8. And Mem is 40. So let's add it up. 400 plus 50 and 40 is 90. 498. 498 is the word Tanchem. What are we fixing? What are we fixing over here on, on Pesach Sheini? What's the idea? What's the rectification? We want to fix where death begins. Where did death begin? Death began with the first king, whose name was Bela ben Baor, and his city was Dinhava. So if you put the words Bela, ben, Baor, and the word Dinhava, and you add this up, you don't have to do it right now because I took out my calculator and I calculated it because I never trust what it says in the book. I calculated it and Bela ben Baor from the city of Dinhava is the exact gematria of 498. So therefore the Tanchem of Chasin Tanchem is here to fix Bela ben Baor from Dinhava on Pesach Sheni. And of course the Tikkun of Pesach Sheni is only the beginning, as we said, it's like the tikkun of today's days, but Lag Omer is the tikkun of the future. Because Lag Omer causes death to stop completely. End to death. It's a higher tikkun. That's the idea. Let me see if I'm leaving anything out, or if we basically got it. Yeah. And that's, that's, the, that's this idea. Now, why, why is Lagba Omer really? So now this is what we spoke about Pesach Shendi, but now let's focus on Lagba Omer. And I'd like to share with you, one second, here's where it's going to get really fun. Why Lagba Omer is the, um, what's the secret of the 33rd day? The 33rd day is the ultimate day of sweetening judgments. You see, if the student Rabbi Akiva died, the days of Sphira, we don't have music, we, we, we kind of, 
tone down a little the joy. We don't make engage, we don't make weddings only on Lag Bomer and there's different minhagim halacha, but this whole period is to be it's a time of judgment. And and we need to sweeten the judgments. The sweetening of the judgments happen through Lamid Gimel thirty three. Thirty-three is an incredible number of sweetening of judgments. The Reb Levi Yitzchak, the Lubavitcher Rebbe's father, I mentioned him. Who are most of what I will say now? Everything that I've been saying, but but most of them that I will say now, phenomenal ideas, is taken from a letter that he sent to his son, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, on his thirty-third birthday. So he gives him a whole explanation of how significant number 33 is. And he writes to him like, wow, why this is such a powerful time. So what is, where do we feel that the, the number 33 is a number that sweetens the judgments? So first of all, let's take a look at 33 is double three. It's three in single digits and it's three in the tens in double digits. 33. So 30, the number 3 represents already the world of tikkun, the world of correction. In Tohu it says, the Svirot were only two columns because they were at war with each other. There was no harmony. So the Svirot were in two columns. Uh, you can ask a question, how can you have Teferis Teferis means harmony. It's a good question. What does it mean, Teferis of Tohu? But in general, there's no harmony in Tohu. So there are wars, so there's only two columns. The world of Tikkun is the world of three. Everything um, organized itself in three. In the middle is the harmonizer between the two extremes. Shnei ksuvim amakhishim. The Torah, you know, Torah, we spoke last week, the, the Jewish Jewish people, for instance, we are the we're the we are the entities of tikkun that come to bring peace in this world of of fragmentation. The Jews are here, even though it looks like the Jews are always the ones making all the problems. This is because we're holding a middle, fixing all the problems. So while we're fixing all the problems, everybody blames the fixer for the one making the problems. But we, the Jewish people, are the entity of peace. Take the Jews out from the world; there would be. War forever and ever in the world. There would never be anybody getting along. The Jewish people are here to bring, Hashem calls us Shulamis. In Shira Shira, Hashem says, Shuvi, Shuvi, Hashulamit. Return to me, Shulamit. Why are we called Shulamit? Because we're here to make Shalom in the world. The Torah is also here to make peace in the world. So we, the Jewish people, where do we come from? Three fathers Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov. Triple. Because the number three is the number of tikkun, rectification, three. The Torah is also associated with the number three. It was given on the third month, on the third day. The Torah is Torah Neviim Ukesuvim, the Tanakh, the Torah, the, 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 the prophets, the writings. Everything is three. The Jewish people are also three. Kohanim, Leviim, Yisraelim. Three groups amongst the Jewish people. We once gave a class about all the threes associated with 
all the threes associated with, with Judaism and Torah because we're from the world of Tikkun. Since the number 33 is, is three on both levels, so 33 belongs to the world of Tikkun. Once it belongs to the world of Tikkun, it's the antithesis to death. Because death comes from the world of Tohu, where there was only fighting, there was only clashing, extremes that couldn't get together. And that's where you take a look in the Torah, when it tells you the 13 principles of, of studying Torah, what's the last of the 13 principles that we say in the morning of davening? If you find two ideas in Torah that are combating each other, that are conflicting with each other, then you know, a third, you have to find the third verse, and it makes peace between them. It will reconcile. So three, Torah is all the number three. So Lamed Gimel, which is 33, is the ultimate number of Tikkun. And that is also the reason why it brings about sweetening of judgments. Because the judgments are associated with the world of Tohu. Sweetens the world of Tohu. So where do we see, and that's why Lag Boomer is a day of sweetening of judgments. So let's take a look a minute. Maybe that's why we celebrate it with fire. Fire is judgments, but we, it's a sweetening of those judgments. So now, um, we all know, where is Lag Boomer hinted to in the Torah? In the Chumash, where is Lag Boomer hinted to? So I once spoke about this. When Yaakov meets his uncle, when Lavan is chasing after Yaakov, and he wants to kill him and the family. Like we say in the Agada, Lavan wanted to uproot everybody. So when Lavan wanted to kill the Jewish people, it says that uh, he finally caught up with them, and he, in the end God came to him in a dream and warned him. So they made a sign of peace. So they put together a bunch of stones, and they said, and, 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 and they made a monument. And the monument was supposed to stand as a reminder that I'm not going to cross to harm you, you're not going to harm me. We're going to get along with each other. So that, um, that uh, monument that, that they made, it says that Lavan called it by a certain name, Yegar Sahadusa, whatever he called it, and Yaakov called it the Gal Eid. Gal Eid. Why is it called Gal Eid? Gal Eid. From the word Gilad. Eliyahu HaGiladi. Gilad. So Yaakov called it Gal Eid. Why did he call it Gal Eid? He said that Eid means a testimony. Gal is a pile of stones. He said, this pile of stones, that's what they made it out of. They made it a pile of stones. Should be a testimony that we won't harm each other. So it says that in the word Gal, here is hinted to Lag Baomer. This is where, that's what it says in, 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 in many books. What's the connection? What's the connection? So now let's see what the connection is. It's really cool. Again, there's a lot, a lot of connections. But this is just one thought. And here we go. The main name of judgments is which name of God is the name that we always associated with judgments? The name Elohim. Right? Elohim. I'm going to make this, because I want to be able to erase it, 
So I'm making this not a hey, I'm making it like a little longer. It should be a kuf, but you really understand it's really a hey. Hello. Da-da-dum. Him. This is the name. Elohim is the name of judgments. Now we always know, so how do you sweeten the judgments of the name of Elohim? There's always a concept in Kabbalah called switching the letters. When you switch the letters, you exchange a letter, a chiluf asvin, a change of letters, cause a change of energy, because everything is in the, is in the letters. So Elohim is when the judgments are strong. If you want to, it says in Kabbalah, when you want to sweeten the judgments of Elohim, you roll the letters backwards. Imagine like the letters, 22 letters, each one is a wheel. Right? So you have numbers like a, like a like combination lock. You roll it to one letter before. So we roll the Aleph to the letter before Aleph. But there's no letter before Aleph. So Aleph remains Aleph. You can't roll it before. We roll the letter Lamed to the letter before Lamed, which is a Chaf. Right? Before Lamed is a Chaf. You roll the letter Hey, this is a Hey, remember, to the letter that's before Hey, which is a Dal. You roll the letter Yud, which is, and you roll it to a Tes, because the letter before is Tes. And Mem, you also roll it to the letter before. But since the letter before and the mem, this is a mem so fit. Since the letter before and the mem is a regular mem. So it remains a mem. But it's, a, it's not a end mem, it's a regular. It's a regular mem, because mem comes in two forms. Therefore, the word becomes, the way it's pronounced in Kabbalistic terminology, achtetam. Cool, now you can walk around and say, achtetam. Anyways, what does Achtatam mean? That's the name of sweetening of judgments. It's God's name. We shouldn't be just using it to be cool, but it's a powerful name. Achtatam is the name of God that sweetens the judgments of Elohim. When we can take Elohim and switch those letters to one before, if we switch the Elohim to the other way around, if we turn the Aleph to a Beis and the Lamed to a Mem, we move it forward, it becomes extreme judgments. The name is Bim Mulchan, very, very extreme judgments. We don't want to go there. We want to make sure when we know, when we're rolling it, we're rolling it backwards, not forward. Okay? So then it becomes the word Achtetam. When you take the word Achtetam and you make the Gematria, let's do the Gematria of the word Achtetam. Aleph is one, Chaf is twenty, Dalit is 4, Tess is 9, MM is 40. So now let's, 20 and 40 is 60, 9 and 1 is 10. So it's 70 plus 4, 74. So Achtetam is Gematria 74. 74 is the word aid. The word aid, 74. So Achtetam, which is sweetening the judgments of the name of Elohim, Achtadam, which is sweetening the judgments of the name of Elohim, is Gematria 74, the word aid. That's why, this is, says, this is brought down in Arizal, this concept, in, in Priyetzchayim, or in Eitzchayim. Think of Priyetzchayim. So he says, well listen over here. He says, 
that uh, that's why it says in the pasuk when you're in trouble and you feel judgments are coming upon you, what should you do? It says bitchu b'Hashem, trust in God, aday ad, until ad. What does it mean? Trust in God. You feel constrictions. You're stuck. You have something like troublesome. This chas v'shalom an illness. God forbid there is a lack of livelihood. You feel some kind of a constriction. Relax your bones. Massage your your limbs. Just totally spiritually, just let yourself go. Maybe if you need to physically do it as well. Just relax yourself and trust in the Yebishter a day until Ad. Why Ad? Until 74. Until you'll take the judgments from Elohim. By the way, Elohim is Gematria 86. But when you roll the letters back, you're losing numbers. So from 86 it becomes 74. From 86 it becomes 74. What? No, because you changed, you changed these letters. The Lamed became a Chaf, the Kuf became a Dalit, the He became a Dalit, and the Yud became a Tes. So that made it, um, that made it 74 from 86. So this is the, 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 but this is Ad. Good. What's the Gal? So Ad is the full gematria of the word. It's the full gematria of the word that is the name that sweetens the name of Elohim. However, what's the secret of 33? If you looked over here, when we were doing this exchange, really the only letters that exchanged were the three middle ones, the Lamed, the He, and the Yud. The Aleph didn't switch, because you can't switch an Aleph back. The Mem didn't either switch, because even though you switched it, but since it's the same Mem, it's not really a switch. You stayed with 40, you didn't weaken it. It still remains Mem didn't go to a lower number. The only letters that did switch were the Lamed, He, Yud that became Chav, Dalet, Tes. So when you take Chav, Dalet, and Tes and you do the gematria of what actually changed that sweetened the judgments of Neim Evelokim, Chav is 20, Tes is 9, 20 plus 9 is 29 plus 4, 33. So 33 is actually the number, the inner core that switches the Elohim, and turns it into Eid. Gal Eid. It's these letters, the Gal, the 33, from these letters that switch the, the intensity of the name Elohim and turn it into Eid, which is 74. When you have that name, the judgments are sweetened. And that's the secret of Lagba Omer. Lagba Omer. When it says Reb Shimon Ba Yochai was, was going to die, pass away. It says, the Zohar says, when it arose, I don't have the Lushan over here, the Zohar says, it arrived in the beginning of the, um, it's called the Idra, where Rav Shemba Yechai is talking right before his passing. So it says over there, that it, uh, it arrived, Ahu Yoima, that day, that Rav Shimon wanted to pass away. He wanted to elevate his soul on that day, like Bohomer. So the, the Rav Levi Yitzhak says, the word Ahu Yoima, that day, is the exact gematria of 74. In other words, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai's energy was in the, the number 74, the sweetening of the judgments for the Jewish people. Through the 33. Now, once we have that, we will understand an amazing thing. This gets really, really cool. We find that whenever there needs to be sweetening of judgments, the number 33 is very pivotal. When a woman gives birth, 
to a boy. So it says that for the first seven days after she gives birth, she is tummy. She's tummy, she's ritually impure because of the birth. After the first week, for a girl, two weeks, and for a boy, one week. After the first week, shave she should sit bidmei tahara in pure blood. That means that the next 33 days, 30, after, the, after day 7, from day number 8 until 40, the next 33 days, even when she bleeds, if she's still bleeding from her childbirth or whatever, or even if she has any other kind of blood that's coming from her, she's not tame. That blood is considered tahar blood, pure blood. How many days? 33 days. Why? Because blood of the woman represents gevura, the intense gevura that there is in Malchus. The gevura, the woman is Malchus, the Shekhinah. She's, she has a lot of times very harsh gevura, and from there comes all the punishments and harshness and all the trouble. We always want to sweeten those judgments. Oh, so but for 33 days, even the blood of the woman, even the blood becomes non-threatening, they're sweetened. It's the sweetened judgments, 33 days. Now another period of time, we find, Esther Hamalka, during the time of the Gezeira of Haman, now if Haman managed to evoke an Achashverosh, which we know Achashverosh down here, is rooted up there, represented also God, whatever that means. And when there was a Gezerah decree to wipe out all the Jewish people, it was also up there in heaven. Haman is a master of Gevura. He's the source of energy of Gevura. And therefore he evoked the worst wrath ever that should literally complete the annihilation of the Jewish people. So Esther needed to go to the king to sweeten the judgments. Esther went to the king to sweeten the judgments. When did Esther go? Well, when she tells Mordechai, Mordechai says, go to the king. She says, I can't go. I haven't been called for 30 days. I haven't met my husband for 30 days. He didn't call me. So he says, but listen here, Mordechai says, if you're not going to know, he warns, if you're not going to go, the Jews will be saved anyways, but you're going to get lost. So she tells Mordechai, you know what, fast for three days. And then she says, hashlishi on the third day, Fatilbash Esther Malchus, Esther dressed herself in royal clothing, and she went to see the king. Which spiritually, of course, means she went to God. She went into the inner courtyard. To do what? To sweeten the judgments, to annihilate the decree of Haman. Which day did she go? On the 33rd day. Why? Lag, Lag Bomer. It's actually interesting that Purim and Lag Bomer have a deep connection. Because you'll know automatically whenever you want to figure out when Lagba Omer is. Purim and Lagba Omer is always the same day of the week. Always. This year, Purim was on Thursday, Wednesday night. Thursday, Lagba Omer is also Wednesday night. They always go together. Purim and Lagba Omer. So Esther went on the 33rd day. That's when the blood becomes pure. Not Tame, 33. Why? The name Elohim is switched. Achtadam. Power of Gal, sweetening of the judgments. 
The, why? It's all connected to the idea we said before, because in Tikkun, in the world of Tikkun, there is rectification. Here's another one. King David, David HaMelech, was king in Yerushalayim for 33 years. That's the amount of time that David HaMelech was Melech in Yerushalayim. What's the significance of the Melech, David HaMelech, for 33 years? And that too was because he wanted to, David HaMelech needed to sweeten the judgments of the name Elohim, which is the name of kingship, the name of Malchus, where all judgments can come from, and it needs to be sweet. So let me share with you an amazing thing. An amazing thing. It's just when you see that Torah is so many layers, there's so many secrets, and there's so many infinite secrets, and it goes on and on and on. It's like crazy. And then you realize you have the proper awe for every tiny thing in Judaism. It's layered and layered with depth and secrets. Incredible. So here, what did I do with my little... Am I revealing too many secrets? Did anybody see where I put my... Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So, when is the time of the year another time of the year that we're very worried for judgments and we all rush to try to do something to sweeten the judgments. Obviously, when is the day that's like intense judgments? No, Yom Kippur is already much... Yom Kippur is a day of forgiveness. Things are much lighter, Yom Kippur, already. Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a variant. It's called Yom Hadin, the day of judgment. You should know that by Tzadikim, Yom Kippur, they were much more relaxed than Rosh Hashanah. Yom Kippur, they didn't feel the tension. Yom Kippur, they came in just with happiness and joy, Rosh Hashanah is very intense, especially the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, until we blow shofar. Shofar is a time when we blow the shofar, we sweeten the judgments. Why are we sweetening the judgments with a shofar? So watch this. The name Elohim is primarily, there are three Elohims. There are three Elohims. What do we mean there are three Elohims? It says that, judge, that one of the main elements, places of judgments, is in the neck. The garon, the neck. Garon, the word garon in Hebrew, which means the throat, is the narrow part of the body, the narrow, constricted part of the body, which represents constriction. We once spoke about this. Garon. Gematria, let's do the gematria of the word Garon. Three, Reish is 200, Yud is 10, and Nun is 50. So it's 60, 500, and, and 260, 263. Okay, go, no, I'm sorry, it's not 10. I knew something was off. It's a Vav, it's 6. Let's do this over again. Um, 250, 259. 259 is the gematria of three times Elohim. Elohim is 86. Remember we said earlier? 86 is Elohim. 
3 times 86 is actually 258, but in gematria, when, when it's off by one, don't chuckle now. <laughs> Everybody does that. Eh, it's off by one. There is a reason for that. One day I'm going to share the reason why gematrias can be off by one. The reason I'm saying one day I'm going to share it because in the Rebbe's father's explanation, he explains why gematrias can be off by one, but I don't remember it, so I can't share it now, or else I would share it now to avoid all the chuckling. But that's the reason. The gematria always works when it's off one. For a reason. We count the word itself. Three times 86 is 258. So 258, garon, that's the three times Elohim. Now, just to make three times Elohim, just out of nowhere, there must be a reason why we're doing three times Elohim. So one of the reasons has to do, because there are three gavuros in Elohim, and you'll, this is such a cool idea. I mean, if you like numbers, and you like the whole world of gematria, it speaks to you. You know, we try to give uh, over here in this class, a Shmoni's board, Sometimes we do all kinds of stuff. Sometimes we give complex uh, Rashi talks. And sometimes we do Kabbalistic numbers. And sometimes we do energetic uh, screaming classes and all these things. So um, what are we talking about over here? Okay, three Elohims. How do we get three times Elohim? So one of them is called Elohim Pashot. Elohim Pashot is Aleph, Lamed. Remember I'm making this as a Hey, Gematria 86. This is called Elohim Pashut, the simple gematria of the word Elohim, 86. But then there is what's called Elohim Bimiloi, Miloi Elohim. Miloi Elohim means you take and you consider the hidden letters in the word. So let me make it Aleph is Aleph Lamed Pei. That's Aleph. Lamed, Lamed Mem Dal. You write out the word. Hey, it's hey with the fill, filling of a yud. Milui heyin. Milui yudin. So the hey is with a yud. Hey yud. Yud is yud vav dalid. And mem is mem mem. Just mem and mem. Okay, so now let's do the gematria of this. Aleph is 111. Lamed and pei is, is 110, plus 1 is 111. Lamed is 74. See? Lamed is 74. Lamed man. Hey. Hey is 15. Yud and Hey is 1 and 5, 15. Yud is 20. Yud vav dalid. Yud is 10 vav and dalid. And mem is 80. So now I'm going to do this with a calculator. Because I'm not good at math. I enjoy this, but I'm still not good at math. 111 plus 74 plus 15 plus 20 plus 80 equals 300. So this Elohim with the Miloy is 300. See? Elohim. 300. Uh, sorry, the first Elohim is 86. This one is 300. Now there's one more. Now those that are watching on line will not be able to see this because I'm going below the visibility area. Next time you come to the class, here. Not online. Sorry, if you live far away, then I excuse you. Or else you come over here. Okay. So well, there's one more 
system of Elohim. I'm sorry, this was one. This was the second one. And here's the third one. And that's called Elohim with Achorayim. The way Achorayim works is the backside of Elohim. You make an Aleph, then you make an Aleph and a Lamed, then you make an Aleph, Lamed, Hey, then you make an Aleph, Lamed, Hey, Yud, and then you make an Aleph, Lamed, Hey, oops, I'm sorry, this is going to make this into a look, not a real, eh? Then you make an Aleph, Lamed, Hey, Yud, Mem. So now you make such a pyramid. You, you lay first one letter out, then that, then two letters, then three letters. You, you create such a pyramid. And that's the way, don't ask me why the Acharayim Elohim works that way. That's a mystical secret in the, whenever you talk about the backside of any level, Acharayim, Gematria of Acharayim works that way. It reduces it by having the letter, and then the letter with the next letter, and that's how, it's somehow a power of reduction of energy. Because Acharayim is the back, it's always weaker. So when you do this, you have like this. Aleph is one. Aleph and Lamed is 31. Aleph, Lamed, Hey is 36. Aleph, Lamed, Hey Yud is 46. And Aleph, Lamed, Hey Yud, Mem is 86. So now let's add that all together. Here we go. Get ready, get set. 86. Hey, where's my plus over here? Ah, that's the phone number. Not see, I thought I have the calculator. I'm on the... I'm on the uh, here we go. 86. That would have been interesting if I would have called someone with that. Plus 46. Plus 36. Plus 31. That would be interesting if I called someone and I said, Hey, your number is the Acharayim of Elohim. Isn't that cool? Plus 1. Oh! Equals 200. So Elohim Ba'acharayim, the back of Elohim, is 200. So the three Elohims are really 86 for the regular Elohim. The Miloy of Elohim with Yuds, filling the hay with the Yud, is 300. Doing the Elohim Ba'acharayim is 200. Now watch the coolest thing. Rosh Hashanah is a day of judgments. So let me erase a lot of this. We don't need all of this. What we just need is these last numbers that I just made, once you saw this. And I'll erase all of this. But watch this. This is so this is so incredible. Watch this. Watch how these small little things that we have no clue what we're doing and we're shaking the cosmos. Take a look at this. We have the three Elohims are, let me line them up over here. The three Elohims now are 86, the regular, 300 for that other system, and 200. So now let's, 86 is pay vav. Pay is 80, vav is 6, 86. 300, which letter is 300? And it, Shin. Shin. Which letter is 200? Which resh? Now let's put these together. Shin, pei, vav, resh. Or shin, vav, pei, resh. Shofar. Ah, 
Yeah, the shofar. The shofar is the extreme. All of the elokims are in that shofar. It's very intense, the shofar. The shin is from the elokim with the yud. The resh is from the elokim um, with the acharayim, the back of the elokim. And the, and the, and the peivav is from the regular 86 of the name of elokim. So the shofar represents extreme judgments. The blowing of the shofar sweetens. We're blowing away those judgments. And we're sweetening it into, into sweetness. Which number do we use? Well, how many sounds do we blow? Altogether we do 100. But when we sit down initially for the first, what's called the, the initial blowing before Shemona Esrei, 30 sounds. So it's 30. It's number 30. And so that's the, because you do Tkiya Shvarim Trua Tkiya. That's four. And you do that three times. Three times four is 12. And then you do Tkiya Shvarim Trua three times. It's nine. 12 plus nine is 21. No, and each one you do, sorry, each one you do uh, three. Yeah, so it's nine. Nine and nine is how much? Is 18. Oh yeah, and 18 plus 12 is 30. You're right, yeah. So you do 30 sounds. But the trua, but the number three is also very significant there. Because trua is three sounds. Even though you make nine, but that's because in each one of those three are divided into three. So three is three sounds. Plus, you're making three sets. So, it's, so what you have in Tkiya Shoifer is the 30 and you have the three. Putting it together, it's 33. So 33 is the sweetening of the name of Elohim. So there's a number of Gal, of Lamed Gimel, in Tkiyashofer. Now, this number, Shofar, this is very amazing. The number Shofar, 300 plus, let's do the Gematria, 300 plus 200, 500. 586 is really the number some total of the three times Elohim. Three times Elohim is 586. Extreme judgment. Which word is gematria besides shofar? 386. You'll be surprised. 586, not 386. The word... Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is Malchus, it's God's kingship. And the king rules with judgment. Yerushalayim really is intense judgments. Intense, God's judgment of the world. Shin and Reish is 500. 510 with the Yud. Lamed, 540 plus a Yud. 550 plus mem. No, I did already. One second, what did I do? I did it before. No. Okay, let's do this again. Let's figure this out again. Reish uh, and Shin is 500. That's that. Lamed and mem is 70. Seventy. Yeah, but in, but if you add two, it's already ninety. No, 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 because. No, 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 I think you don't have the second. Yerushalayim doesn't have to have... Does it have the second yud? It doesn't have the second yud. That's what it is. 
Official line doesn't need a second. Let me check over here. Let me see what he says is the Gamacha. Hold on. We're getting to stuck if he does, but I read this. I didn't. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Yeah, he spells Yerushalayim. He spells Yerushalayim over here without a Yud, and I'm sure it's spelled in Navi without a Yud at certain times. I can't tell you all of them. But when Yerushalayim is spelled without a Yud, uh oh, I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this. But I'm sure it's spelled without a Yud, Yerushalayim. In that case, Yerushalayim is Gematria 586, because of the three judgments. David HaMelech rules in Yerushalayim for 33 years. Because by David ruling in Yerushalayim for 33 years, he sweetens the judgments of Yerushalayim. When Yerushalayim has its true king, and ultimately Melech HaMashiach, who will be the ultimate king of the Ben David, and then those judgments... Of, of the three times Elohim are sweetened. So Esther goes in on the 33rd day. David HaMelech rules in Yerushalayim 33 days. The blood of the woman, which is related to the Gevura of Malchus of Yerushalayim. The blood of the woman. The blood itself becomes Tahar, purified blood. And on Lagba Omer, which is the 33 days, 33rd day of the Omer, the students of Rabbi Akiva, which is the plague of the name of Elohim, stop dying because it's all the sweetening of the judgments, because the number 33 is the taking of the word Elohim, sorry, and, and doing Achtadam, making the letters go back, and sweetening of those judgments, and over there is where you have the, the fixing of the name of Elohim. Now, primarily, just to add one more little tiny insight, primarily the judgments are the harshest when they come down in Olam HaAsiyah, in the fourth world, our four worlds, Atsilus, Bria, Yetzira, and Asiya. Up there in the higher realms, even when there's harshness, you can at least see the divine in it, so it's not so harsh. In this world, in Olam Asiya, the judgments come down in concealment, that there can be a catastrophe, and it's so bad you can't find God in it at all. People say, where is God? Where was God in the Holocaust? Where is God here? Where is God when this happened? It's, it's, because Hashem is hidden over here to the extreme. So the hardest judgments is in the fourth world. That's why, going back to the word achtetam, the letters that we are switching, what did we say, is the middle letters of Elohim. Lamed hey yud is being switched. And what is it being switched to? Chaf, dalid, tes, kadat. This is, the, this is Gematria 33, right? What would it have been, how much is the Gematria of Lamed hey yud? Lamed Hayyud is Gematria 45. And you're making Kadat. Kadat is Gematria 33. I'm sorry. Kadat is Gematria 33. The difference of 45 and 33, it's a quarter of the word. It's a, it's, it's a fourth. It's 11. 45, it's 11, yeah, 12. It's basically because you, you divide 45 into 4, you'll get an 11 point something. So you're really knocking off the difference in numbers is a quarter. Why? Because the main harshness of the name Elohim is in the lowest fourth. There are four worlds. You hear this brilliance? The lowest world, the last quarter, that's when the judgments are so harsh. Over there we have to fix it. In the lowest four. So when we change the 45 into 33, which means we're knocking off 
the last quarter, the judgments are already far sweeter on the lowest of worlds. And that's the reason uh, the tikkun happens, tafka in these letters. The main thing is that this Lag Ba'omer, which should be already complete sweetening of every judgment and of every harshness, and there shouldn't be any judgments at all in the world, and everything should be turned into light, to laughter, to love, and to revelation. And all darkness should turn into light and to revelation, and we should experience the complete and total geula, and it should be finally the king Bela, who is the source of, should have his tikkun, and it should become Bola, Hamaves, Lonetzach. There should be, death should be eradicated forever, and there should only be eternal life, joy, and happiness forever and ever and ever. La'ad, Lonetzach, Netzach. Shreya, 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 Shreya,